Podcast One Production. Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 17th of December. Authorities have issued new health alerts after three new cases of COVID-19 in Sydney. As urgent contact tracing gets underway, there are concerns if infections spike, it may affect holiday travel with just a week to go before Christmas. A 45-year-old driver who transports international flight crews to and from Sydney Airport has tested positive. It's suspected he may have caught the virus from an overseas crew member. It's the second time in just a few weeks a COVID infection has been linked to overseas flight crew, with the New South Wales Health Minister Brad Hazard announcing the quarantine measures are now under review. Meantime, late yesterday it was confirmed a man aged in his 70s and a woman in her 60s from the northern beaches in Sydney had also tested positive to coronavirus. Authorities are concerned as the source of their infections is still a mystery. Here's the New South Wales Health Minister. The best Christmas gift you can give to your family, your friends and your community is to go and get tested if you have any symptoms of a virus and do it straight away. The virus setback has sparked concerns over travel plans, with WA's Premier Mark McGowan admitting he may shut his border again with New South Wales if his health advice is that the new infections are a threat. While tourism industry leaders are urging against any knee-jerk reactions, Tourism and Transport Forum CEO Margie Osmond has told Sky... It's too disruptive. Any of these knee-jerk reactions about the potential to close a border will utterly destroy traveller confidence. We've been doing research all year and our most recent research is showing us that 25% of people won't be going anywhere over Christmas because they just feel too uncertain. Also making news this morning, a snapshot of how the economy is travelling will be revealed later today with a mid-year budget review. There's speculation it could be good news for the Australian economy with skyrocketing iron ore prices and a downgrading of the cost of JobKeeper. We'll have more details coming up shortly in finance with Peter Switzer. Australia is looking to the World Trade Organisation to step in over the ongoing trade dispute with China after it imposed crippling tariffs on our barley imports. Trade Minister Simon Birmingham says he hopes China is willing to negotiate. This is the logical and appropriate next step for Australia to take. We ask the independent umpire to adjudicate and ultimately to help to settle those disputes. Overseas and as COVID cases continue to increase across the UK, Prime Minister Boris Johnson is calling for extreme caution ahead of Christmas, warning residents should only hold small gatherings to help stop the spread of coronavirus. Have yourselves a merry little Christmas. And I'm afraid this year I do mean little. But with the vaccine and all the other measures that we're taking, we do know that things will be better in this country by Easter. Meantime, Indonesia is preparing for its COVID vaccine rollout with President Joko Widodo vowing to get the first jab to assure citizens of its safety. It's waiting for the emergency approval of the jab, which is China's Sinovac biotech vaccine, which is set to be free. 
now for a look at what else is making news around the country this Thursday morning. And there is a question mark over Crown Casino's flagship operation in Melbourne with Victoria's Commission for Gambling and Liquor Regulation confirming it is launching a probe into its operations. It comes after Crown admitted to authorities in New South Wales criminals had laundered money through its casinos in Melbourne and Perth. James Lake is in Melbourne and says it's not the first time Crown has been in the spotlight for the wrong reasons. That's right, Tash. The casino operator has been probed over its conduct many times in recent years. It was fined $300,000 for tampering with buttons on its poker machines in Melbourne and questioned about links to foreign junket operators. 18 staff have also been arrested in China for gambling-related crimes. The Victorian government has always stood by Crown but now can't ignore its own money laundering admissions. Gambling authorities will report back to the Andrews government early next year. To Perth now, and the killer of former Rebels boss Nick Martin is still on the run, with police offering a $1 million reward for critical information. There's been a spike in calls to crime stoppers since the WA government announced the big offer on Tuesday. Our Perth reporter Adam Hemmings joins us. And Adam, WA police are also keeping up a hard line with the bikie gangs. That's right, Tash. Police have raided a number of properties since Martin was killed at the weekend in front of families at the Quinana Motorplex. State Crime Assistant Commissioner Brad Royce is warning police plan to kick in more doors. Wherever the bikies are, we will be there. We'll be there in force. The former bikie that was wounded by the same bullet that killed Martin has been arrested on a return to prison warrant for breaching parole conditions. And as tensions remain high, there'll be a heavy police presence in a Perth court today where a man accused of bashing the former Rebels boss will be making an appearance. To Queensland now, and a shocking report has revealed thousands of bullying and harassment incidents among the state's public service workers are going unreported. The findings come from the annual Working for Queensland report. More than 80,000 staff were surveyed, with almost one quarter saying they'd been subjected to bullying or sexual harassment on the job. Our reporter Amy Drew is in Brisbane with more on this. And Amy, why are workers keeping tight-lipped? Hey Taj, well alarmingly, almost half of those public sector workers said that they didn't think any action would be taken, even if they spoke up. That's despite the majority of respondents saying for the most part their working environment is respectful and full of support. Having a negative impact on their career was the second highest response and not wanting to upset relationships in the workplace. But while there's a lot of improvement to make in that area, the results are more positive for flexible working, more than 80% of flex arrangements being fully or partially granted. Employees are also feeling increasingly valued and empowered, rising to the challenge through the state government's COVID-19 response. For the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from switzer.com.au. And Peter, as we reported earlier this morning, the budget mid-year review is set to be released today. So how is the Aussie economy looking? Well, pretty good with the power of our economic recovery pushing the budget deficit, which was tipped by the Treasurer, Josh Frydenberg, only in October to be a huge $213 billion, is now expected to be under $200 billion. This is a message from the Treasurer's Mid-Year Economic and Fiscal Outlook, or MyEFO. And guess what? A big helper for this better-than-expected result 
It's China. Its demand for our iron ore has pushed up the price over 150 US dollars a ton, and the budget was based on a 55 US dollar price, which gives the Treasurer a windfall. Meanwhile, the stronger rebound of the economy will save the government $10 billion on lower JobKeeper payments, as unemployment is 7%, which again beat more negative expectations. And imagine how good our economic recovery and budget story would have been if Victoria had not had its second wave problems. And Peter, I love this story. Silver linings from the COVID crisis. Those loving working from home may be in for some good news after a significant CEO survey. There is balance in life. Yeah, it won't apply to newsreaders, Tash, but <laughs> You who love working from home will be glad to hear that the majority of CEOs in the AFR survey accept the way we work has changed forever thanks to the coronavirus. That said, they still argue the workplace will remain central to collaboration and building culture, but they see a hybrid model, which means a mixture of office and working from home will increasingly become the future of work. NAB says 80% of its staff want a hybrid model, while Telstra worker surveys say most employees want these three days a week working from home to dominate with two more days in the office. Employers will have different costs in the future and maybe lower rents, while businesses based in CBDs might have to expect less customers and lower profits. Suburban businesses will be the winners, and especially those selling what most workers can't live without, coffee. Oh, I love coffee. We can set up the radio booth at home, Peter. There's always a silver lining. (laughs) And believe it or not, a Brexit deal may be possible before the January 1 deadline. Yes, the decision for Britain to leave the Europe was in 2016, and it's taken until 14 days before the deadline for the opposing parties to come close to an amicable decision to complete their divorce. Both the euro and the pound sterling rose in value overnight on the news, and stock markets in the UK and Europe rose strongly, as it means businesses in both regions now have more certainty. And this comes as the Eurozone received economic data showing that the economic region is actually on the improve. This should help our local stock market here today. Peter, thanks so much. Pleasure. Time to check sport now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, good morning. The wait is over with the first test getting underway this afternoon in Adelaide. It surely does. The pink ball test so it gets underway around 3 o'clock uh, local time Australia against India. We cannot wait for this. Now, we won't know the full Aussie 11 until the coin toss, although Joe Burns will reportedly be backed in to open the batting alongside Matthew Way promoted up the order. So no Marcus Harris. Uh, Justin Langer, of course, the coach of the test team, a former opener himself, understands the struggles that opening batsmen go through in test cricket. It does seem that he is the one that has backed uh, Joe Burns in. It is a big call. We know how much he struggled. Just six runs he's averaged from nine innings this season. Let's get the thoughts of Brendan Julian from Fox Sports. I give full credit to Justin Langer for being loyal. And, and I think Justin Langer, even a couple of weeks ago, said, you know what, I want Joe Burns there. I want him to open the batting. But geez, if Joe Burns goes out first ball, um, then that will backfire in a big way. If, of course, he makes a big score, then Justin Langer looks like a genius, Tash. <laughs> and talking about geniuses, oh my gosh, Tim Zhu, Kostya's son, obviously. A world title fight could be next on the cards for this impressive young man. 
Yeah, absolutely. As you said, son of Kosha, they look so alike, and even their fighting style is similar. The pouring left jab, uh, the boxing stance, the wide stance, very similar. Most experts, though, say that Tim's right hand isn't as a destructive as his dad, Kosha. Well, he certainly proved that was wrong last night. Had dynamite in that right glove, ending his fight with Bowen Morgan from uh, New Zealand inside the first round. Uh, put him on the canvas twice. The second time, the, the, uh, the Kiwi veteran did not get up from. Stunning result. And uh, next up, as you mentioned, he is keen for a world title shot. Well, look, this was a world title eliminator for me. So there's only one. There's only two names that are on the list, hit list right now, and that's Castano and Texera. So he mentioned a Castano there. That's Brian Castano from Argentina. That is the the next likely fight. Should be in Australia in March or April of next year. He's only fought 17 times, Tim Zoo. So this has come about quite quickly, but looks like he's ready. Uh, now, Mark Hunt, Paul Gallen was the other big fight last night. Paul Gallen winning by unanimous decision. Quite close across six rounds. Bit controversial. Some people thinking that uh, that Mark Hunt won, but uh, Gallon got the result last night. And Brett, also today, West Coast Star is a step closer to learning his fate after fronting the AFL's anti-doping tribunal. Yeah, Willie Rioli has been in limbo. His career has been in limbo for some time, going back to August of last year when it was alleged he tampered with a urine sample. Weeks after that, he returned a positive test to cannabis. Now, a positive cannabis test is a little bit different to a a stimulant. The ban isn't quite as severe, but tampering with a urine sample is a big no-no, and so he could be in a lot of trouble for that. Now, finally, he has fronted the AFL's anti-doping tribunal via video link from Darwin, where he has been living at since he was provisionally suspended more than 12 months ago. We won't know the verdict for some time, but uh, obviously uh, ASADA and the World Anti-Doping Agency take a dim view when it comes to uh, allegedly tampering with a urine sample. So uh, a few months before we find out the result of that. Thank you very much, Brett. We'll see you soon. Thank you, Tash. Checking the weather details around the country now this Thursday morning and the rain is set to continue for both Brisbane and Sydney today. Possible morning storm for Brisbane, top of 28, 29 and possible storm for Sydney. Melbourne, very humid conditions today with storms developing, a top of 27. A shower or two expected for Canberra, high of 30 on the way today. Cool conditions for Hobart today. Rain expected with a high of 18. Cloudy and 23 for beautiful Adelaide. Sunny and 31 for Perth today. And storms likely in showers expected for Darwin with a top of 31. And Tom Cruise has let rip at crew on the set of the new Mission Impossible movie for not following COVID-19 safety guidelines. In leaked audio obtained by The Sun, the Hollywood superstar threatened to fire anyone who did not follow social distancing rules after he reportedly spotted two of the crew standing within two metres of each other. I don't ever want to see it again. Ever. And if you don't do it, you're fired. And I see you do it again, you're gone. And anyone on this crew does it. That's it. And you too. And you too. And you. Don't you ever do it again. That's it. No apologies. You can tell it to the people that are losing their homes because our industry is shut down. It's not going to put food on their table. 
Cruz has worked hard behind the scenes to enforce the social distancing rules during filming. He even forked out nearly $900,000 of his own money for an old cruise ship for the cast and crew to isolate on. Production for Mission Impossible 7 only resumed in the UK two weeks ago following a number of COVID-related delays and Cruz's anger was directed at certain members of the set whose conduct risked jeopardising all of his efforts to ensure that the production could resume. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. Please rate and review and you can also follow us on your socials at Your Morning Agenda on Instagram. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.